Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Congratulations, true crime addicts. We've survived another week. It is Friday, April 29, 2022, and I'm reporting from Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, right outside Area 51, at the craps table in Bally's for CrimeCon 2022. And uh, we've got some really interesting top stories this week. Uh, but before we get in there, some little personal messages. I hope everybody's enjoying the new season of The Philosophy of Crime, which began last week. I release new episodes every Wednesday for six weeks. This week's episode was all about uh, rewards and does reward money actually help solve cold cases? It's a little interest. We always get into some interesting philosophy discussions. So check it out. If you like true crime, if you're a fan of philosophy, if you just want to learn more about everything involved in true crime, check it out. Uh, I uh, I spent the last couple of weeks learning craps and baccarat, two games that I've I've never really understood. But I'm going to Vegas. I want to you know represent. So I decided to learn craps. If you haven't learned it, the best way I can describe it is it's essentially roulette, but Instead of a wheel, it's dice, and the dealer doesn't do the thing. It's it's a player that, that rolls the dice. Uh, but it's very similar to roulette in some ways. The odds are slightly similar in a lot of ways in, you, in the way you can bet. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. Now, I have to say I'm very disappointed in Baccarat, though. It always seemed like this mystical card thing that nobody really understood. It's James Bond's uh you know uh table you know he that's his game of choice if you will he plays it while he's drinking his martini actually by the way i got myself a tux so i'm going to be i you know if you're going to do vegas do it in style so i got a, i got a tux for uh for tonight um but baccarat if if you 
if you take the time to learn it, essentially, you're playing like high card. It's the stupidest game. I don't understand the appeal. If you understand the appeal, shoot me an email or something. Explain it to me better. But really, it just seems like whoever has the high card wins. And there's very little strategy or uh, it seems just total chance and not any sort of like... That's why I like, I like poker because there's some intelligence, some strategy involved. Backrat's weird, man. Um, I will not be sipping a martini at the Baccarat table, though. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make this a thing. I don't know if I'm doing it completely or just pulling back. Uh, but I am, let's see, 17 days sober at this point. Now, uh, if you go back and listen to some of the early episodes, you, you know, I realized my my level of drinking had increased um, exponentially after COVID because when COVID started, yeah, I... Honestly, I'm like, is this is this the end of the world? I mean, if it is, I'm not going to go out sober. So, you know, that, that just nudges up day after day, and eventually it gets to you. So I'm taking a break. Maybe you are too. I know a lot of people, you know, things are starting to get back to normal. We have to start acting like normal people again. Um, so anyways, what a time to go sober, as I'm here in Vegas. But uh, I'll, I'll just drink lots of Topo Chico's. Uh, but do, you do you, you know, whatever works for you. And I, like I said, I, I don't know if this is completely or if I'm just pulling back, uh, but watch out for yourself. Um, let's jump to the top stories, man. This, you know, the, there's no doubt what the top story is this week. It's very sad, tragic. This is 10-year-old Ileana Peters, Lily Peters of Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, uh, let me walk you through it if you haven't followed it as it's developed in the last couple days. Lily's father called police Sunday night when Lily didn't return home. She'd been out visiting with her aunt nearby. It's all according to CNN. Every, every news outlet's reporting on it, though. After she was reported missing, police immediately started searching door-to-door. -door. They brought out canine units. Everybody was thinking the worst. She fits the, the profile of the type of girl that is sometimes abducted here in the United States and, and kept or, or killed. So everybody had the, the worst fears, but nobody was quite expecting the sad way it turned out. Um, Sunday night, police found her bicycle in the woods. This was off a walking trail near her aunt's house, which is very near the Kugel Brewery in Wisconsin. The next morning, 9 a.m., Monday morning, they found Lily Peters' body in the woods not far away. She'd been sexually assaulted and killed. The manhunt launched into high gear. Everybody was looking for that typical adult, white male, history of sexual assault. People were coming through registered sex offender databases. And then, about 10 p.m. Monday night, a poster by the name of Home Slice Nation 4 posted in the True Crime subreddit on Reddit. There's a post that said they were in the park playing Pokemon Go. And this is, I'm now quoting the post, and saw that girl in a pink-purple hoodie on her bike with another kid on my way out. I have a suspicion that it could be another kid that did it. 
immediately everybody else on Reddit's like, go to the police, go to the police. That sounds like a good tip. Take it to the police. Home Slice Nation 4 went silent after that. Redditors, unsure if they had gone to the police, submitted it themselves. The tip went to Chippewa Falls Police. 19 minutes later, a detective called one of these Redditors back. It was, a, it was an active, interesting tip to them. Immediately thereafter, the next day, the aunt's house was surrounded by police cars, roped off. Police detectives were seen carrying out boxes. Detectives next made an arrest. Now, this, they, the person they arrested was a juvenile. Known to the victim, 14 years old, an 8th grader. Now, the suspect's not being named because he's a ju- juvenile. But if you can kind of read between the lines there, it's pretty obvious who they arrested. Very, very sad end for the family of Lily Peters. So, what a crazy case. Remember, the, this is a story involving the Proud Boys. The Guardian is reporting that on Wednesday of this week, a member of the domestic terrorist organization known as the Proud Boys has made a deal with prosecutors in D.C. and plans to roll on his group. Good for you. This is one Louis Enrique Colon of Missouri. He's agreed to admit to a felony charge and will cooperate with investigators as they build cases against the other members of the Proud Boys. Colin was part of the insurrection plot that occurred on January 6, 2021, Cullen himself crossed police barricades, used a chair to block police who were trying to lower gates to keep the people from streaming into the Capitol building. And he's the first one to roll. They're going to start getting information. They're all building up to trying to get this guy, Enrique Terrio, I think is the top target here. He was the leader of the Proud Boys that day, and Terrio is still awaiting trial. Interesting develop in in the insurrection story. Now, I don't mean for every, you know, for the majority of these stories to be all Trump related, but I got to tell you about this weird case out of LA this week. This involves a man named Valentin Brooksmith. Here's a little background. You're going to be interested in this. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of conspiracy theories in the next few weeks about this guy. Brooksmith was the son of Deutsche Bank executive Bill Brooksmith. Valentin himself personally handed over reams of documents about Deutsche Bank to the FBI. He had those documents because, unfortunately, his father died by suicide in 2014, leaving behind all these very interesting files. The files revealed Deutsche Bank's heavily, um, their their connections, their influence, their Um, all these ties to Russia. And it also showed some interesting connections to Donald Trump. Brooksmith's body was found on Monday in the El Sereno neighborhood of L.A., according to the L.A. Times. Brooksmith has been missing since April 6, 2021, missing for over a year. Police initially found his car in Griffith Park. He's 
but they, they couldn't find him, and he's been missing for like a year. His body was found this week, but he hasn't been dead that whole time. I should say that foul play is not suspected, as weird as this sounds. It appears that Valentin Brokesmith has been living in the homeless community in and around L.A. That whole time he was missing, he did have prior history of drug use, and it appears that it was all connected to that uh, lifestyle. What a weird story. You know, you, you hear about people's lives and how they take these detours and turn sometimes. And, you know, here's, here's a kid who, he was, he was adopted by Bill Brooksman early on, and his adopted father dies by suicide, leaves behind these files. He becomes a big part of the Trump-Russia investigation. And and then he, he ends up living in the homeless community around L.A. Very strange. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. I'll be back in two and two with some cold case updates that you're not going to want to miss. One out of Japan that's a little interesting, too. I'll be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
and welcome back to 21 Jump Street, starring Johnny Depp, young Johnny Depp. You remember him? Still, still a pretty cool guy. Are you watching the? You're watching this this civil trial going on. It is, it is wild. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I really did enjoy the clip of they they were trying to interview his driver live over Zoom during the the court trial, and this guy starts vaping in his car and then just drives away in the middle of the interview. This is surreal. Cold case updates coming at you. Ding ding ding. I need a I need a little sound. For these cold case updates. I'm going to look into that. The, like breaking news. <laughs> Police in New South Wales, Australia. Are offering a $1 million reward. For information. Leading to uh, finding Amber, Amber Hay. Or, or the arrest of her suspected killer. She has not been found. Amber disappeared on June 5th. 2002 she's been missing for nearly 20 years she was 19 years old at the time she was dropped off at campbellton train station she left behind a six-month-old son now at the time of her disappearance she was living with a married couple in kingsvale she said she was leaving to visit her sick father who was in a hospital at the time disappeared never returned now somebody this is an important clue in the case Somebody withdrew money from her bank account the night of her disappearance. She wasn't reported missing until two weeks later. So if you have any information, if you're from the New South Wales area, Sydney, around there, if you have any information about the Amber Hay case, it's the time to call it in. Here's an update in a, in a cold case out of Japan. Uh, this is a very, this was involves the popular in japan this this disappearance is is very well known uh uh, involves a nine-year-old girl named misaki oguru ogura misaki ogura this week part of a human skull was found near a campsite in yamanashi prefecture this is outside tokyo according to japan times very very near the the campsite where nine-year-old misaki ogura went missing in 2019. Now, her family had arrived at the campsite that day, set up a tent. She had vanished soon after having a snack. She was last seen following a group of children away from the campsite. Uh, No details about cause of death yet. Retired corrections officer was arrested Tuesday in Alabama for a 1988 unsolved murder. This involves the Uh, Murder of 11-year-old Melissa Ann Trembley, according to NBC News. They arrested Marvin McClendon, 74-year-old retired corrections officer. Always worse when they are people in a position to be trusted. That's how they get their victims. Um but glad we have some resolution in this 1988 cold case. Melissa was from Salem, New Hampshire. Her body was found in a rail yard in Massachusetts about 30 miles from her home back in 88. She'd been stabbed to death and run over by a train. So the 74-year-old man is going to likely go away for the rest of his life. Really interesting update in a genetic genealogy case. 
Police in Apache Junction, Arizona, are working with genetic genealogists, guess who? Uh, that's right, the DNA Doe Project, to identify Apache Junction Jane Doe, according to Fox 10. DNA Doe Project has been working this case for four years now. It's a, this is a tough one, but look at the kind of work they do. Okay, first, uh, you know, they found the remains years ago. And they discovered, based on the DNA profile, that this person was half Hispanic, a quarter African-American, and a quarter white, and was likely between 16 and 18 years old at the time of her death. This is an interesting little detail. In her pocket was a fake paper penny. Where do you get those? I feel like that's the sort of thing they use in school to teach kids how to count money. It's an interesting little detail. Last summer, the DNA Doe Project, using genetic genealogy, tracked down an ant of Apache Junction Jane Doe and then found a half-brother of that ant that they were uh, named... Uh, they found a half-brother of that ant. They're still you know, working the, the family tree. This is what they do. That half-brother of the Jane Doe's ant, follow me here, was a guy named Bernard Newman. Now, they found out that Bernard Newman had been born in Germany in 1953 and had a German mother and an African-American father, so some of this is all fitting together. But they couldn't find him. And they reached out to the U.S. Department of State, who helped them locate Bernard Newman in North Carolina. He was living under a, a different name because he had been adopted as a child. And so they're not revealing the name he goes by right now. Bernard, they f they found, he, he gave a DNA test and confirmed that he is the Jane Doe's biological uncle, which means they also discovered that Bernard has a full sibling somewhere out there that he doesn't know of, that he's never met, who's probably also adopted. This, uh, and it's a brother. This, this brother, so this is where we need your help the public's help and why they're coming forward with this because we're trying to find essentially Jane Doe's father or mother but the father they believe was adopted by a military family somewhere around New York maybe back in the 50s and he would be half American African American sorry half African American half German and somewhere along the line he met the woman who was this Jane Doe's mother so if you have any information in that case, reach out to the DNA Doe Project, easy to find online. What an interesting case. Somebody's got to hear that. In the world of pop culture, we've got a new documentary series. Now, my wife, Julie, who I've mentioned before, um, we've been together years. We met in high school. So I think it's like 26 years now. Julie avoids true crime. She's not a fan of true crime. She doesn't read my true crime book. She reads my novels, which is great. Um, but she, you know, she likes to separate that. So, she, so it was interesting to me that she came and she's like, "Oh my God!" I started watching this true crime documentary, and it's, it's amazing. She never watches these things, but she got pulled in. It's a new documentary series about a true crime. It's on Hulu. It's called Captive Audience. If you haven't started watching it, check it out. This is about the bizarre story of Stephen Strainer. Strainer was abducted 
when he was seven years old in December 1972. This is according to BuzzFeed. I remember hearing about this. I remember when this, this stuff was happening, not back in 72, but later on, because uh, he was held by a man named Kenneth Parnell. He was abducted. A strainer was abducted when he was walking home. This is Merced, California, and he was coaxed into Parnell's car. And Parnell kept him in his, I think, apartment, but kept him until Strainer was 14 years old. Parnell fin- or, uh, Strainer finally left when Parnell came home with another child, a five-year-old boy. And it's like, hey, you know, now we've got two. At that point, Strainer, as soon as he had an opportunity, escaped with this five-year-old. This was in 1980. Headlines everywhere. You can imagine the headlines. The story gets more tragic, though. If you if you don't want spoilers, I don't. You know, I when it's a true story, I don't care about talking about spoilers. But you, feel free to skip uh, because it gets it gets more tragic. First of all, they made a an Emmy winning series back in the '80s about this case. They did a really good job with it too. And then Strainer dies a night before the Emmy win, a night before the Emmys, motorcycle accident. And that's not all. In 1999, Strainer's older brother, Carrie, Carrie Strainer, is arrested. Why? Because he's become a serial killer. Isn't that nuts? Strainer's older brother becomes a serial killer. Uh, he He had done a string of murders in Yosemite in the 90s. How did that happen? Was it something about the trauma of surviving his brother's abduction and what happened to him in that interim? Did it create this sociopathy that, that led to serial killing? It's a fascinating case study. Strainer is still alive in prison. He'll never get out. Uh, let's go to the charts. This is the top true crime podcast according to chartable.com. You've got your your normal top ten for the most part. You got your crime junkie, my favorite murder. Number five, though, this week is the podcast Helen Gone, and I want to tell you a little bit about it. Helen Gone, because you might like it. That's what I'm here for. I'm I'm here to filter the world of true crime and and share these juicy morsels. Helen Gone is a podcast from My Heart Radio, School of Humans. It follows journalist and private investigator Catherine Townsend as she investigates unsolved deaths. In this season, she's focusing on this case. On October 30th, 2015, the Little Rock Police Department searched an abandoned car in a small residential park. The keys were in the ignition, and the car was out of gas as if it had been left running. The car belonged to 18-year-old Ebby Stepich, and she'd vanished without a trace. What really happened to Ebby Stepich? That's on Helen Gone. I'm going to skip down to number 17 on the list this week because it's it's pretty cool. The podcast is called Black Girl Gone. It was created, I imagine, as a reaction to the missing white woman syndrome that we hear about all the time. All these white missing white women in the news, but women of color, minorities, often not represented. Well, here's a podcast that represents strictly... These cases, Black Girl Gone. Join host Amara 
as she tells the stories of missing and murdered black women and women of color in America. Support her. That's an important podcast. That's it for this week. I'm going to go back. I'm heading for the craps tables now. Get my Topo Chico and and have a good time. If you're at CrimeCon, stop by the podcast booth. Say hello, please. And uh, you can reach me on Repod as well. I'm always there talking about the the shows. You can ask me questions on the Repod app. And it is Friday, even though we're in Vegas. It's Friday, and that's always a reason to celebrate, just surviving another week. And that means we gotta, 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 Get down, damn it. True Crime This Week is a fearful symmetry production. Our theme music is Trash Town Boogie by Mr. Smith, used under a Creative Commons license for use in this show. All sources are listed in the liner notes at the end of this episode. If you like the cut of my jib, please check out my other podcast, Philosophy of Crime. Unless quoted directly from a source, all content should be considered the opinion of the host. That's me, James Renner. See you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.